This is KMKR 99.9 .9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this a... <laughs> I thought you were scowling at me. Why are you snapping your fingers? But you are getting into it. Is anybody the, listening? Uh... Is anybody here? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder, is this on? Oh, it's on, Dave, tonight. You know, Dave, we're going to take a look at uh, some things you and I have both been watching. Yep. And I got a little bit of comedy news. Uh, uh, America's Got Talent, uh, we're going to talk about. There's a comic who's advancing on oh, there. Oh, okay. And uh, before we get to that, frivolities uh, of comedy news what a week it's been it has been in the headlines it's been a big week uh, yeah and of course out here in arizona we we may not pay as much attention to uh news back east but it's a national story Correct. when governor andrew cuomo resigns yes <laughs> and uh this was after a series of allegations of sexual har harassment in his office right right yep and at creating a hostile work environment yeah. among them i'd like to know more about uh, what happened uh, well dave uh those that listen regularly know uh the tentacles of the ito investigative team dave reach deep very deep <laughs> our slimy claws we have of course uncovered the cell phone of Rudolph Giuliani. That was a that was a real a scoop. That was a scoop. That was a scoop. Uh, uh, how many times have they gotten us the great insights of James Carville? That's right. On news of the day, Dr. we got Fauci get, has been Dr. here. Dr. Fauci times. has been here. Now, Dave, we made Dr. Fauci, frankly. And, and I think uh, I, I think we can still call him Governor Cuomo for uh, thirteen more days. Our yeah. ITO <laughs> investigative staff got jumped right on that because you know they they thought maybe they'll have trouble getting them scheduled or not, but. Guess what? He's totally free. Somehow he's free now. He's yeah, free yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Still governor, though, yeah. and we'd like to talk to him. He would be our first governor. Uh, guess, right. Although we did have Bill Clinton uh, on one time, who True. was a governor. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and also charged with sexual harassment. So that's our niche, Dave. Right, right. And we're also working on getting Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. Should she prevail? Uh, absolutely. Uh, he, uh, she. Uh, no, in, he. in the no, race she. for uh, California yeah. governor, yeah, which yeah, yeah. no doubt the ITO team will be covering. Yeah, yeah. But right now, they yeah, have it, got it, us in touch, Dave. With, Believe with the, it or not, with, with the governor? Governor Whoa. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, governor wow. Cuomo, welcome uh. to Is This On, sir? Get your, uh, Philly, it's get great. Your, first off, get your hands off that. <laughs> and if you'd have a seat, please. Uh, that was a coat rack. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, my dear. Can I say that? Uh, Philly, it's great to be here in the great state of. Uh, where are we now? Yeah, we are in Arizona. Arizona. I, I have never, I've never been west of the Hudson, as you know. Uh, it may explain why you're sweating, <laughs> It's a little on the humid side here. It's, it's not a dry heat in this booth here. We're no, I, I meant the indictments. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to mention that, huh? Is that a topic? Okay, okay. Well, i got to tell you, Philly, it's great to be here in Arizona. I took a tour of the state. I checked out all the women here. i got to tell you, while I'm here, there ain't going to be no groping. <laughs> Good. Thank not you chance. for that. My, my, my waitress this morning uh, looked like uh, Abe Vigoda in a tube top and, and uh, skinny jeans. I think, I think Abe had a better body, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You don't remember Abe Vigoda, Philly? I, I not only remember, Governor, but uh, this is live, and, and I guess I'd say in, in, in some sense 
You're under oath. Uh, did you, in fact, grope Abe Vigoda, Governor Cuomo? I, uh, I'm a good friend of Abe's, and, you know, I, I hug, I kiss. I'm Italian, Billy. I'm an Italian guy. You know, that's what we do. We hug, we kiss. Uh, I sit around in a sleeveless T-shirt. If the lasagna's not done, against the wall is where it goes. That's how yeah. Italian I am, Billy. So, uh, and Vigoda, you know, he yeah. used to like the hug. He would hug and... Uh, uh, reach right around and get a little uh, Gagliano, if you know what I mean. He would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He would go. That's exactly what he would do. And you know what? That's what guys do. At least that's what they did. Things have changed, apparently. Well, uh, Governor, let me just remind you that is not the armrest. That is my leg. <laughs> if you would kindly remove it. Uh, Come on, Philly, give me a kiss, buddy. Come on, give me a smooch. Are you a paisan, Phil? What kind of name is Gordon? Uh, You're a paisan, no, uh, one of us. Uh, we're here to interview you, Governor, uh, <laughs> if I may. But I like to know about people. See, that's how I do. am. I'm just you a are, guy that likes to know about people. You know, if I may, from uh, front to back, and maybe a little under. I like to know about people. We uh, we we've never met, and you do seem like a very friendly person. Uh, so let me let me. It say is such that. a relief to have someone say they never met me. That is such a relief right now, Governor. What about? The people who work in your office who are charging that you had a hostile work environment. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something. You know, this uh, district attorney or whatever she is, attorney general of New York, uh, Leticia James, right? I, I believe Tish. so, yes. I called her Tush. One time. <laughs> one time I called her Tush. I won't do that again. From, from a distance, she, she comes to me and she says, uh, 11 women have uh, made charges against you. And I said, 11? When did Bronze learn to do math? Is what I said, you know, in a, in a friendly way, in a loving way, because I love people sure. and I loved her, sure. and I, I didn't. Uh, well, I had that one hug, but. Uh, but you don't, you don't believe that, that women are inferior at math, do you, Governor? I love women. I love. I love to have a big handful of women, <laughs> all the time is what I love. But uh, no, I, I have learned a few lessons in this. Uh, one is to uh, keep my hands to myself. Although, uh, That's a good one. that is a good one, but then, you know, Louis C.K. ran into trouble with that. So, you know, you never know. What can I touch? Yeah, yeah. What can well, a man touch these days? I think in the case of Louis C.K., he entirely kept his hands to himself. He did, absolutely he did. I <laughs> never know, done was, that. There was a discharge. I keep the salchicha uh, in the pants, is uh, what I do. I don't take it out and swing it around. Can you define that for us, Governor? <laughs> I, think, I think you know what I mean. You're, you're a paisan. Is that, is that good with noodles? <laughs> Uh, Noodles didn't care for it, actually. She, she took the next elevator. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, come on, it's all relative. My relatives, they're Italian. They hug. One of the more recent uh, charges... You got more. In, yes. In the Attorney General's report, sir, this is a public document. And we've had a lot of people request that we discuss this with you. Did you... did you grope an officer that was assigned to protect you? You know, little did I know it was a motorcycle backfiring, Philly. I thought a shot had gone off, and I grabbed the nearest firm, uh, pert, pouting thing I could find. And it happened to be uh, the, uh, the my security guard. And, uh, you know. Were you attracted maybe to the shiny badge? <laughs> <laughs> well, she always said she'd take a bullet from me, so I figured maybe she'd take a little, you know what I'm talking about, a little garagiola uh -huh. now and then. Little, I see. Uh, like I see. That. I thought... Uh, uh, perhaps, I don't know a lot yeah. of Italian, but I know a lot of baseball player names. Are you uh -huh. going to notice? <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe you had, you had thought perhaps she was one of those, you know, kinky birthday telegrams, you know, where, where they show up in a police uniform. You're familiar those aren't with this. real cops? Those are for real? They come in? Those, generally, you can touch. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, you know, 
I, I got no memos. I got nothing in writing about what to do. I'm just, you know, a poor Italian right. boy. Well, who let's talk. Let, uh, can we ranch in, uh, you say you don't want to discuss the sexual harassment? I'll talk about anything. My life is an open book with, what o- about with open the, arms, Phil. Open book with open arms. Let's go then to the thousands of deaths in nursing homes. <laughs> what, what about that? Again with the math. Okay. <laughs> what about the, the decision to return seniors back to nursing homes? I thought they would like to be at home... Uh, comfortable, near loved ones as they uh, slowly lost uh, any use of their lungs. I thought they would like that. You want to be comfortable. When, well, you're, when, you're, living, when you're having a, a long, agonizing death, you want to be with people you love. Well, to hear you explain it, Governor, it I makes perfect it sense. Makes more sense. I'm glad I'm having the chance no, to clear I, the air. I, I didn't say perfect sense. <laughs> I said more sense. I'm filling in. <laughs> okay. I'm filling in. Thank you. All right. Uh, listen, I feel as if the moment this moment in time is a tough one for you, Governor. Let's be fair. Uh, you're, after all, elected three times as New York Governor. Finally, some good news. Uh, Those are uh, numbers I like. An accomplished author to some degree. Absolutely. Uh, you've written some books. You're, you've been very well liked. I was nearly president during the early COVID days, if you remember. You did, did a lot of FaceTime there, Governor. What what do you what do you list? Don't talk to me about FaceTime. I turned to that security officer. I accidentally got a motorboat, and now I'm in trouble for that too. <laughs> FaceTime may be safer, though. You can't actually touch the person on FaceTime. Not I yet. learned one thing. When you're motorboating, Phil, you don't want to go down with yeah. a ship. That's important. I hear iPhone 13 you'll be able to grope uh, through the phone. It's going to have a groping. Uh, uh, but, Governor, a moment to be fair. What do you list as your key accomplishments? My key accomplishments. Okay, I think her name was Janice. Ah. Uh, in a uniform? She was pretty much it uh, for a while, yeah. <laughs> Partially. Until what? The, if you got to get into details, yeah. Until the first glass yeah. of wine. Yeah. Okay, very good. Now, uh, if I may... She introduced you know, you me to herself, and she said, Hi, I'm Janice. I'm your new intern. And I said, Well, when's my turn? And somebody took that the wrong way. You know what? People take things the wrong way. You know? This is, uh, you, do you think there's a difference uh, culturally with that, Governor? Do, do people in New York get you better than Oh, absolutely. The, rest the people of the in New York love me. Maybe not the people in the Assembly, and maybe not the Attorney General, and maybe not 11 women, and that's as far as we're going to put that number. But everybody else loves me. They're crazy about me. Well, best of luck to you, Governor. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like, at this point, you've been precluded from future uh, runs for office. Do you, do, you, do you have any plans? Uh, you know, i got to think about that, because at first, when everybody was, uh, was saying they were going to impeach me, my plan was to send a mob to the Capitol building and overturn that decision. But then I go, that's been done. You know? <laughs> and not well. So... <laughs> But I'll tell you, Phil, uh, and uh, maybe we need to wrap this up, but, uh, you know, I was a lot of people say I was clinging to the governorship, that mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying to stay on there. And, and uh, you know, it's true, maybe I had my, my arms wrapped around the governor's mansion. I mean, yes. I had them wrapped pretty tight. I mean, I was going around and getting a little I bit understand. of the... Uh, the governor, we're, uh, we're getting a signal from your security detail. There's a limo here from the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's <laughs> Club to uh, pick you up. Uh, you don't want to be late for that, I got sir. A, I got a fundraiser there. Uh, ladies no, and gentlemen, no, oh, I, oh, your brother's in the limo, I think. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's where he's working now. <laughs> it has been our pleasure anyway, to Philly, have Anyway, thank you so much for giving me uh, an open forum to, uh, to uh, Governor uh, Andrew, my case. On, and uh, thank you very much, and uh, 
Pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you. Here comes Dave. Dave, would you escort the governor to the limo, please? I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> here comes four girls to escort the governor to the limo. He just got, yeah. a, he just got a little piece of me there. Wow, wow, where did he grab you, Dave? Uh, show me on this anatomical <laughs> show me on the doll. doll. Yeah. Show me on the Dave doll. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Dave, while you uh, you get settled uh, uh, from your I'm trip, sorry uh, I I'm sorry I missed that. I, I yeah, understand he has a very distinctive voice. He does. He does. Very authentic. Very. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I, I try to be fair, Dave, and objective, but yeah. I, I got. Uh, he's a warm person. He seems like a nice guy. You know, he, he, yeah. like he says, he loves people. Yeah. You know, so that side of if, him maybe. If he has any crime, it's loving too much. I think so. I think that's what it is. I think uh, there's a lot of that going around, too. <laughs> Dave, you know, uh, we've made a commitment here on uh, Is This On? By the way, you're tuned to KMKR 99.9 FM. You're listening to the Tucson Comedy Alliance production, Is This On? with Dave Margolis hey, and, and Phil And one Gordon. thing, because uh, I, I, I posted a quick thing uh, when I was uh, terrified for my life in the parking lot earlier. Yes. And I, I was going to put in, you know, that people can stream. So if you're listening to this on KMKR right. and it's not coming in so good, Cuomo's back. Oh, my god! It's not coming in so good. Well, he's was no. tuning it in as a limo. That's going to be a you, long you, ride to Vegas. <laughs> you can, you can, well, he's got company. Uh, you can stream us on um, zerocraft.org. Uh, .org, and then uh, you'll have it, You have a button right at the right, top. Right, it'll show you that. So you can do that, and then we'll, this will be a podcast. Ask so. one of your teenage kids to help you. Yeah. Uh, and then it will be a podcast uh, as well. Absolutely. So you can listen to it over and over again. On any of your major podcast sources, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Hey, great, great, great. if you think of it, wow, you'd be an ITO friend for life to give us a review. Yeah. And maybe a five-star review, Dave. But we don't want to pander. We don't, no, we don't want to pander. Just, you know, but if you want to be a FOIDO, you know, cough up with the compliments. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons people love ITO is because of our commitment to covering sketch comedy and storytelling and improv. And uh, we have some we sad news. We had a mime on here early. We did have. We didn't do anything we did. on the radio. Yeah. Uh, some sad news to report, Dave, in the world of uh, sketch comedy. Uh, Trevor Moore has passed away. I don't know if you're familiar with Trevor Moore. Uh, if, you, if you follow uh, the improv community, especially in New York, and they did a lot of TV as well, actor, writer, producer uh, Trevor Moore, who co-founded the sketch group Whitest Kids You Know, Oh, uh, back in 1999, is that, that sure. familiar? The classic yeah. sketches that you yep. see on YouTube all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly, was killed, Dave, uh, August 6th in an automobile accident oh. uh, at age 41. The oh. devastating loss was felt by everyone who had known and worked with him. Uh, the uh, uh, people like Reggie Watts, Blair Sochi, Dave Foley, of course, sure. uh, who people know yeah, from. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, kids in the, the show with Odenkirk, kid, too. Kid, yeah. Kids in the Hall, right? And kids in the Hall, yeah. And then on the, the guest starring on many, many shows. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, more... News, uh, news radio. News radio. News radio. He leaves uh, decades of work to find sketch comedy. Check out YouTube. We'll put the link up. In fact, there's a page you can subscribe to of his, okay. his fine work. And uh, he did so many. I'll just share one that I remember from years ago, and I saw it when I did a little bit of research on this. It is... Remember the time, Dave, of the uh, documentary of the fellow who ate nothing but McDonald's sure. for 30 days? Sure. Supersize me. Supersize me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did 
a parody of Super Size Me where he did nothing but drink whiskey for 30 days. <laughs> and he's on camera like each day getting worse and worse. And, you know, the girlfriend's leaving him in the background, you know, all this stuff. It's very, very funny. About a four to five minute sketch. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'll put the link up. So uh, those in the improv well, community that, will that reminds me, him. we hadn't talked about this, but this was totally coincidental, is that a friend of mine uh, sent me a clip of um, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Yeah, Dudley classic Moore. sketch. Cut. And they were on with Cavett, Dick Cavett, and they just uh, improved. Th- and, you know, of course, it's like uh, as good as anything that you'd spend, uh, you know, time writing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got, and then I started getting hooked on Cook and Moore because if, you, if anyone listening out there, if you're not familiar with Dudley Cook and Peter Moore, a lot of people, Dudley Moore and Peter Cook, <laughs> if you're not familiar uh, that Dudley, agent Dudley Moore went on to become, you know, everybody knew him. He was a big movie star, and he, uh, well, Arthur in particular, and mm-hmm. then uh, and Peter Cook worked a lot too. But they, together, they were just they were magical. Uh, Dudley Moore, as you and I like to reminisce, Dave, also uh, a very frequent and fun Carson guest over the years. Yes, yep, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat inebriated generally uh, when Dudley mm-hmm. Moore would be on. Uh, yeah, I think he was yeah, always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they were on with Cavett, Dick Cavett. And they just uh, improved, th- and you know, of course, it's like uh, as good as anything that you'd spend, uh, you know, time writing. Oh yeah. And uh, I got, and then I started getting hooked on Cook and Moore because if, you, if anyone listening out there, if you're not familiar with Dudley Cook and Peter Moore, and a lot of people, Dudley Moore and Peter Cook, <laughs> if you're not familiar, uh, that no, Dudley's agent, Dudley Moore, went on to become, you know, everybody knew him. He was a big movie star, and he. Uh, Arthur in particular, and mm-hmm. then uh, and Peter Cook worked a lot too. But they, together they were just they were magical. Uh, Dudley Moore, as you and I like to reminisce, Dave, also uh, a very frequent and fun Carson guest over the years. Yes, yep, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat inebriated generally uh, when Dudley mm-hmm. Moore would be on. Uh, yeah, I think he was yeah, always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the British, uh, they, we learned they, that. Dave, our good friend uh, Sean Connery, of course, uh, Scottish. Uh, he would have a sip now and then. But uh, he would share yeah. the stories with Peter O'Toole. And, right. Uh, you know, those were classic. Yeah, those were yeah. classic. Uh, Dave, uh, let's talk about what you've been watching. Okay. Uh, well, I... Um, or listening to. Yeah, okay. Well, the main thing... I, I traveled recently, as you know. Uh, and you traveled, too. Uh, yeah. I returned back to North Carolina. And I was staying in a really nice, uh, ca- uh, what do they call it, condo with my sister. And we had some time to kill one night. And I said, you know, I got Apple TV. Uh, let's watch Ted Lasso, which I had never seen and mm-hmm. so much about. Phil, you know, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> if I watch TV, it is either cranked up to 11 yeah. or the captions are on, you know. But I'm with my sister and we're in this nice place. And I go, I don't want to make a lot of noise. So I didn't turn it up. So. It, it was pretty good, but I didn't hear everything. Okay. <laughs> so now well, I'm now I'm home. I'm gonna watch the whole thing over again and make right. sure I catch it. But it was it was it was good. And, and Jason I'm, Sudeikis, I'm a big right? Jason Sudeikis fan anyway. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen it, right? Only uh, clips. Yeah, yeah. And I, I currently don't don't yeah. get Apple well, TV. Well, the, the, so the premise is a little odd, but I think it's one of those things you just have to uh, accept. That's the way that it is. Uh, you know, it's uh, he, he ends up coaching a. British soccer team, mm-hmm. but he previously had been a American college football coach. Uh, that uh, well, it's a, it's a long story. But <laughs> he ends up over there, and, and that's the thing where he, he's not he's not very welcome because he's an outsider, and then he has to deal with a lot of things. But he has such a sincere and sunny disposition. It seems he eventually wins everybody over. You know, 
Okay, it sounds I, I, rela- I related to that. Of course. No one, no one has a sunnier disposition than Dave Markowitz. <laughs> Your friendly realtor. So that's it. That's right. Uh, wonderful. And you know what else I just got? This is a side. But yeah. that's what I'm watching. And you know, usually it's the same thing. I'm watching, you know, the Munsters in the morning, and then I catch a Bonanza later on. But I, uh, I, I was, I watched Columbo on <laughs> Sunday. Love Columbo. And Columbo was over, and Monk came on, and I had never seen Monk. Have you ever seen Monk? Sure. And I knew Tony I, Shalhoub. I, yeah, Tony Shalhoub. I'd heard about it, and I'd never seen it. I go, oh, I'll stick with it, and uh, yeah, it's an interesting show. Yeah. I don't have to be like ten seasons of Monk. Yeah, yeah. It's so you're thing. set for. Yeah, yeah. Except I, I think I started on season day. eight, and oh. I think you really know what happens with him because of all of his ticks and all of his right, right. Works, and it's I don't really same, know yeah. quite what's going on there. But I guess you catch on. The same episode over and over again. Yeah, really, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, I'm not being critical. It's a good episode. Uh, not my favorite show, to be honest with you. I did find it a bit repetitive. Columbo, on the other hand, oh, one of well, my favorite yeah, shows. Yeah, this was one of the classic ones with Donald Pleasance. It was so good. Oh, sure. Any was that with the wine? Any old port in a storm. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. brother. Great, great one. Kills yeah. the brother, right? Yep. Great. Well, they always uh, kill their brother. Yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. No, it was a very, very good episode. And, um, and uh, you know, you remember Cleveland Amory? Cleveland Amory was a TV critic, uh, particularly in TV Guide. And they were quite caustic reviews of mm-hmm. TV shows. And somebody's been posting a lot of his old reviews. And they're great to read, because especially in retrospect. Uh, but uh, but your capsule review of uh, Monk yeah. was, was right on the money there, Phil. <laughs> it's one the more, same show every one, week. One more question, if I might. <laughs> Dave, you yeah. said... Lieutenant, what is it now? I, you I said asked you to... That you were drinking wine with your brother. I couldn't help but notice there's only one glass. There's probably nothing. Uh, yeah, let's see. What's the logical explanation? For, you know what? He took the glass with him. Oh, that must be that's, it. That's, yeah, that's it. That, that must be it. It's these You'll little be leaving things. now, right, Lieutenant? It's these little things. Uh, <laughs> that bother you, I know. All right, I gotta go. It's I'm not looking. me. It's not me. It's my brain. I gotta go to wine. I gotta get some wine. <laughs> Dave. Uh, back to you, Phil. What have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching some interesting things, Dave. Uh, I'm a big fan of... Uh, uh, as uh, as are you of uh, John Stewart, Trevor Noah, sure. Of course, uh, the Daily Show and then Trevor Noah, the South African comic, took over that. Absolutely, Daily Show, and I think does a fine, fine job. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in, in fact, I believe uh, Trevor Noah toured through Tucson a uh, year or so I think you're ago right. yeah, before yeah. the pandemic. Yes, that's true. Yep. At the Music Hall, mm-hmm. yep. uh, would have loved to have seen him. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he does a great yeah. show. Well, there's another young comic I had heard about, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard Trevor Noah mention him, <coughs> and then I wrote it down on my my list of things to watch. You know, when I when I can't find anything to watch, and it's a Netflix uh, special. Dave, and uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this. It's uh, Moisa Gola, is the comic, uh, and it's called Unlearning, uh-huh. uh, and it is uh, very interesting. He's you know. Uh, it has a certain point of view, uh, but what I found fascinating about him, it reminds me of Trevor Noah in a way, uh, maybe a, a little more serious topics than Trevor Noah sometimes, although Trevor Noah... Is he uh, uh, something other than American with that name, I'm asking? Oh, South African. Oh, South African too. South okay. African. <laughs> and he comments a lot about South African politics, but those wonderful impressions, you know, of like Nelson Mandela. Uh, Muhammad Ali was in there, uh, trying to think, and then he then he moves on. He died, oh, and, and you wouldn't think, from my description, that this guy would do a spot on Marlon Brando. 
but he does. So I, I, I highly recommend it. It was very, very good. It was performed uh, indoors in Cape Town uh, called Unlearning. Uh, and then the uh, subtitle. What does the title refer to? Yeah. And so what's to unlearn? So it's, in other words, uh, the politics of South Africa trying to get people to assimilate. Oh, yeah. Basically is, is yep. his theme. And it is, uh, it is really, really funny. He's different, but I think if you if you like Trevor Noah, you would like him. You uh -huh. would like uh, this comic. And, you know, that reminds me, I was just in North Carolina, and uh, they are trying so hard to show that they are tolerant, and, you know, I mean, you see it, they're, they're renaming streets right and left that were named after slave owners or plantation. I mean, it's just, you see it everywhere. And I was having uh, breakfast, and, and outside of this diner was a big sign, and it was uh, there was a painting, kind of like a talented high school version. It wasn't a very work of art, but it was a, a, a young black man dressed in work clothes and a young white woman dressed in work clothes, and they're smiling at each other. And I couldn't help but think, did they paint over the whip that was once in this picture? Because <laughs> that's what it looked like. Anyway, sorry. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> The nice uh, postcard from so your before, trip. So before, yeah, I just think by you know, forty, and we know 40 point the, fingers the of South change. Africa. You know, here we are. Of course, of course, we do. Uh, Dave, one other thing I wanted to note. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of America's Got Talent. Uh, the I'm show. an observer. Yep. They are just now reaching the quarterfinals, and you know, it's a mixture of you know people juggling, you know. Marshmallows that are on fire. Variety you know. acts. Variety yeah. acts. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I thought the marshmallows on fire said it all, but uh, yeah. uh, you know, dancing chickens, that kind of thing. But uh, occasionally a comic gets in there, uh -huh. and uh, comedian Gina Brian. Brian. B r i l l o n. Oh, Brian. Okay. Uh, is in the quarterfinals. So uh -huh. if you're following that or you're curious, to tune in now that you know there's a comic on there. Did you see her I, perform? I took the little peak of her on uh, you know previews and she seems very very oh, yeah. fun yeah. very fun yep we love to see comics recognized who are who are the judges now on AGT these days why I, I, I gotta confess I don't know <laughs> I didn't see her on uh, AGT. Oh, oh, oh okay 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 I, th I thought you were a regular, but I'm gonna tune thought, in for the quarter I thought you're a regular viewer I am not Dave I am a regular bringer of comedy news <laughs> <laughs> oh of things I'm watching, this was something, I don't even know how I came across this. Oh, I know. Somebody posted a picture of Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jerry Lewis from way back in the early yeah. 50s. Yeah. And the guy captioned it and he said, this is from a clip I found. And he, and he included the clip. And the clip was from a telethon in 1952. Mm. And you, when you watch it, they're hilarious, Martin Lewis. I mean, they, you know, people don't know how wild they were. I mean, they were yeah. nuts. But they come running on the stage and they start hugging, hugging Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and Jerry is all over them and Crosby was terrified that Jerry was going to pull his toupee off. Mm. He ran off the stage and wouldn't come back on. It wasn't mentioned except kind of in sideways things there, but it's, but you can see a lot of real anger on that wow. <laughs> on the TV. Well, they Bob were, Hope wasn't happy um, either. Unusually spontaneous yeah. Oh, yeah. in their day. And as I recall, having seen video of some of the uh, nightclub acts, of uh, Martin and Lewis, Jerry Lewis would off, often enter from the back, back of the auditorium and walk on top of the tables until mm -hmm. he got mm -hmm. to the front. Yep. 
you know, kibitz, kibitzing as we'd say. Yeah, Dave, yeah. The, and he'll be audience. and he'll he like grab the camera and he would start zooming in so it's practically yeah, pressing. Take a bite of chicken from somebody's and plate. Then and then they they they're they're t but you know the thing is that uh, the thing about those guys is that you watch them they seem like they are completely out of control, and they're not. Of course, like Jerry. You know Jerry. He's an old. Yeah. He's like uh, About as out of control as the Marx Brothers, Dave. Yeah, yeah. But Choreographed I mean, uh, chaos. Right, right, yeah. They but were wonderful. Yeah. Martin Lewis, yeah, remember, uh, yeah. absolutely wonderful. There is, by the way, uh, could I think of the title? Uh, offhand, I can't, but, but it would be easy to search. D uh, Jerry Lewis's, he wrote several books, especially on filmmaking, but wrote a book about his memories of Dean. It might be titled something like that, Memories of Dean. Oh, right after uh, Dean Martin died. Uh, uh -huh. And it was all about that time that they were together and why they broke up and, you know, each person's side of the story. And as people also know then, the great reconciliation at the Delathon right. uh, uh, organized by Sinatra. Sure. Yeah, so right. a great comedy moment, but it's a great book. If you're looking for a well, good, maybe a out. summer read, I'll, by, by, I'll put the title up again on the website, Dave, when I okay, uh, okay. get a chance. And yeah, I'll because if anybody uh, listening phone. is, you know, really interested in uh, comedy history, you have to check out Martin and Lewis, and you have to remember that as wild as they are, I mean, they are nuts, especially Jerry, of oh, course, yeah. but Dean, too. He's yeah. funny and fast, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and right in sync all the time, never thrown, uh, is that stand-up comedy at that time was a lot of guys in suits doing mother-in-law jokes, my wife's cooking is so bad, my boss, that very, very, you know, corny, old-fashioned humor and then these guys come out and they are literally like you say walking on the tables going in the audience grabbing yeah. people it day. was it, and and later in, in time Dave we see the uh, comparisons to Jim Carrey yeah, yeah. Uh, to Jerry Lewis and, and a great friendship with those two and, a, yeah. and mutual admiration society uh, but my point was that was the sort of electricity with which they hit the stage and remember a young Jim Carrey yeah, yeah. and by the way the young man, Dave, that we talked about uh, that passed away, uh, uh, Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore. Mm -hmm. uh, when you watch those sketches on YouTube, there's a certain reminiscence of Jim Carrey oh, in him. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I certainly caught it. And uh, now I, he was I, only 41 when he passed away. He must right. have been very young when he was uh, uh, whitest kids. Oh, know, absolutely. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. You know, they looked like they were 15. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Great, uh, great reminiscences there of Martin and Lewis, and uh, I, you know, think Dave. Um, I'm going to give myself an assignment to find a couple of uh, bits of Martin and Lewis oh, okay. that we can uh, play in a future episode and uh, okay. demonstrate. Well, I, a I would suggest of that. you. I'll send you the link to that. It's it's amazing. That'd be a great for one. many reasons. One of them is you can see yeah. Hope and Crosby are not happy, <laughs> <laughs> and generally. Um, I, you know, maybe some nightclubs, uh, uh, nightclub routines of theirs might stand out, but generally they were very clean as well. Oh, sure, yeah. And also they brought the music side of it. Right, right. Not yeah. only with Dean Jerry sang too, but they both were excellent dancers yeah. as well. I mean, it's that was the vaudeville, it was like vaudeville rolling into, you know, modern stand-up, yeah, you know? Yeah, And there's, there's a clip here, there's a part of that where they are, uh, they dance, they sing, and there's a parts in there where they just go into what seems like spontaneous, but it's not. But they are nose-to-nose -nose facing each other, singing as loud and quickly as they can, like two or three commercial jingles of the day that yeah. people must have heard a thousand times. And there they are. And it was just 
Dave, before we uh, wrap up this segment, uh, Dave and Phil get drunk in the garage and reminisce about old TV. <laughs> Let me tell you about Georgie Jessel, Phil. Uh, no, Hey, my name is Stephanie Leonga. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR Radio. Uh, let's change subject for a minute. You've uh, always combed the sports pages. You always are up on what's happening in the world of sports. Well, uh, yeah. You had some, some, some thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. well, sure. Phil, to correct you there, I, I don't know anything about any sport except baseball. There you go. I know well, that's a lot. I know nothing. <laughs> Are there any other sports? <laughs> Not for me. Okay, well, there's two things. And the first one you know about, we talked a little bit about, is the Field of Dreams game that's happening mm. tomorrow in Dyersville, Iowa. Take me out to the ball. Did game. I bump yeah. it again? Are we good? Can you hear me? We're good. Good. Um, and that is the Yankees and your White Sox are going to be playing in the ballpark built there in the cornfield as an homage to the movie. Is it 30 years since the movie was out? Wow, is that the reason uh, for the celebration? I, I don't know. I'm guessing, I'm, but wasn't even... that about the time it was out in the early 90s? That sounds yeah. about right. And I thought, you know, uh, my son said to me, he says, hey, you're going to watch the Field of Dreams games. And I thought, I'm not really that attracted to it because, you know, the thing is, like, I loved the movie. Like you know, Probably like you and every mm -hmm. man our age, we were sobbing. And you're thinking about playing Kevin catch Costner with your dad. And you're thinking about... The, you know the tradition and lore of baseball and when baseball was a pastime you know it really was a pastime and that's what the movie celebrated and I thought but now baseball's trying not to be like that <laughs> and so they're celebrating this but then they're not even celebrating in a hallowed, hallowed baseball location it's where a movie was made you know so it's me it's it, 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 it reeks a little of uh, more promotion than anything else, but eh, that's the world today, you know. I mean, I'm not putting it down, but I'm just like, it doesn't I, really uh, draw me, you know. I don't disagree with that. I think baseball, you know, if it faces a marketing challenge, and, you know, uh, I'll be last in line to hold a tag day for baseball, Dave. You know, they always want to complain, mm -hmm. you know, that they're losing audience and kids aren't there, but if you look at the... Just do the math on the attendance at games, and the cost of tickets and the cost of concessions. <coughs> By and large, you know most teams are doing quite well, mm -hmm. but perhaps in the bigger picture, they're losing market share to other sports like right. basketball yeah. and maybe to a younger demographic. I don't begrudge them from being good business people, but I think this one's more of a throwback to, you know, you and me who are home in the afternoon looking at. Uh, TV and watching afternoon baseball, and yeah. we love the movie, and here's a chance for that. I think it's no different than, you know, uh, Indiana Jones wouldn't necessarily appeal to today's young demographic, but because of the history and then, right, you right, know. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's one and, of and those. And it's true that even if you were young and you weren't uh, familiar with the movie, it has been parodied and referenced so many times. If you build it, they will come. Everybody knows that, and yeah. and all that. So you know, people are familiar with it who haven't even seen it. And, uh, hey, and you know, I yeah. heard this theory, Dave. It made, made a little sense to me. I was talking to some gamblers actually when I was in Vegas several months ago. And now these are uh, guys that knew how to hold them and how to fold them, right? Uh, mostly how to hold them. <laughs> not, not so good <laughs> they knew when to run away. Okay. <laughs> and when to run away, absolutely. Uh, when uh, Governor Cuomo shows up at the table. <laughs> uh, 
And I'm not talking about the groping government. No, 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 I'm no. talking about the one who collects the loan. That's the, <laughs> that's the brother you don't see on CNN. It's the third brother. Yeah. Who, who you meet, you know. In the, you sure you need those knees? Yeah. yeah. You meet when you're getting out of your car in yeah. a parking lot. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, I heard this theory that baseball uh, is popular again against amongst a younger demographic that doesn't necessarily watch the games but loves the fantasy baseball. Sure. Loves yeah, the yeah. the statistical yeah. play of it, the gambling, which is very popular with right. uh, young folks. So right. baseball certainly uh, reaching out in that way as well, well right? Uh, All this uh, associations now, you see it in Arizona with uh, legal sports. Well, DraftKings is a major uh, advertiser yeah. on baseball games for sure. Yeah. And another thing that young people like to do is they uh, MLB 21, whenever the new one comes out, the, the uh, mm -hmm. The um, computer games, very very popular, and yeah, it brings it brings younger people into the game. That's probably, oh, you know, know I've, you yeah. know, I'm screaming at my kids for gambling my money away for years. <laughs> now they're doing it on fantasy baseball. Finally, something I respect. At least you understand yeah. it, yeah. But the college schmollage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's very interesting, Dave. Uh, yeah. So okay. I think I'll be tuning in now. It's a day game. I believe it is. Yeah. 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 Tomorrow. Yes. On the. 11th, no. Tomorrow's the 12th. 12th. Today's the 11th. That's yeah. right. Um, we're probably going to move along here. Are we kind of uh, racing yep. the clock here? What do we got? Because we got some no. things to cover here. We, we're, we're doing pretty good, Dave. Uh, I just want to quickly mention this thing. You probably saw this. It was during a Colorado Rockies game, and there was a man sitting behind home plate. Did you see this? In Colorado. Does not ring a bell. Not in the Deep South. In Colorado, sitting right behind home plate. Obviously, he had some money. And he is yelling, he is shouting to the Rockies mascot, a dinosaur named Dinger, which makes sense. Dinosaur, Dinger, and then Dinger is a long-time slang term for a home run. Of course. Right? He's yelling, hey, Dinger, Dinger. Nobody, everybody ignores him, you know, just watching the game. Well, somebody watching the game on TV said, that guy's saying the N-word. Oh, my. And, and if... You listen to it, if you were there, I mean, if, if it actually was the N-word, he would have been mobbed at the park. People would have been yelling at him. He would have taken out of the game. And Clearly, the fans, he's not saying that. The fans know who But this guy is. complained about, wow. about it, and the Rockies had to investigate it, and they found, of course, it was ridiculous. Oh, my. And, but then I was reading some commentators saying, well, you know what, they ought to change that mascot's name because that's just too close. Ooh. So now, Phil, there's names, there's words we can't say, and there's other words we can't say because they're close to words we can't say. Do you... Forget yeah, about yeah. Roy Rogers' horse. Yeah. Do you have a list of these things? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's buddy cross. is yeah. now Striped Cat. <laughs> Not uh, the other name, you know. I mean, it's so it's gotten so ridiculous. I mean, it's been ridiculous, you know. But they, I, I, I saw that and I was like, this has got to be. This is. I think this was an onion, you know. This is one of those things. Right. This is the onion. It's so absurd. You can't, Dave, uh, if you're in a fine china shop, uh, say Pepe Le Pewter. <laughs> I'm so glad you warned me about that. Yes. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I that's would That's the kind of thing you do yeah, on, I would, I would on a weekend that. at Bisbee Day yeah. if you go antique shopping. You want to cover Bisbee now? I'd love to talk go about Bisbee. Uh, you said you were traveling. Uh, yep. uh, my wife and I took a little trip up to Bisbee to maybe get up to a little higher climate, you know, to cool off a little bit, although it, did, you know, it was a little cooler and nice. Mm -hmm. And Bisbee, one of those, uh, uh, for those that don't know, a very easy day trip from Tucson, about an hour and 45 minutes by car. It's a nice kind of scenic drive for parts of the way. And then you get to Bisbee, and it's up in the hills. Mm -hmm. And it's a, an old mining town. Mm -hmm. Huge uh, 
uh, uh, yeah, the word is escaping me. Where hole in the ground? Hole in the ground. Quarry. But they have a name. A quarry. quarry. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Huge quarry that is just magnificent to view in different shades of light uh, oh, from I the colors of the mined minerals. Oh, wow. So oh. it's all kinds of tones of green and brown. And if you're a photographer, you'd go nuts yeah. for this quarry. But if you're colorblind, uh, <laughs> not so helpful. Where's the ice cream shop? <laughs> yeah, but definitely use the stick, Dave, and stay behind the fence <laughs> because this is one deep quarry. Uh, anyway, it's, a, it's symbolic of, of uh, Bisbee. There's a couple sure. of nice scenic viewing yeah. areas a there. Beautiful town. Yeah. Beautiful town. And if you love to walk, it's hilly and known for its steps. Oh. Uh, and these steps, quite interestingly, uh, we learned, uh, go back to the WPA projects. Oh, okay. So a lot of the Bisbee infrastructure, Dave, is such a popular word these days, uh, goes back to the WPA projects and are quite interesting and quite unique because you've got uh, elevation changes like crazy in Bisbee. Uh -huh. yeah. So building these yeah. old roads, and a lot of times as a quick route for pedestrians, they built these staircases. Huh. There is, Dave, every August, uh, people that, that are into this will laugh as if I, I'm just discovering this. But I guess for like 50 years, they've been doing this uh, thousand step walk uh, oh. uh, challenge. Uh -huh. And I think it occurs in late August. Hmm. And it's a very popular thing and, you know, uh, I think a race like a marathon kind of thing. Uh -huh. uh, and people come to do the exercise, like a, like a you know, uh, a running event. Yeah. yeah, you'd be in shape all those steps. That's a lot of... Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, beautiful town, you know, fun old town, renovated to look like it probably did in uh, 1890. Maybe a little cleaner and more nicely painted, but uh, yeah, uh, but freshly painted. Now I think, and in that uh, sits Chuckleheads uh, Comedy Club yeah. mm -hmm. and bar. Yep. And what were you going to say, Dave? No, I just on on Bisbee. I think when I was there, I think in a, in a town right near Bisbee, I think is one of the oldest ballpark still in use. Do you recall this oh, at all? This I don't know. Uh, from like 1909 or something like that. And in fact, I think they play old-fashioned baseball there like once a year. The old like 19th century rules With nine which were very different and you could throw the ball at the runner and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, which you I still like, could throw the ball. You can still do it, yeah. yeah. It's just not recommended. So anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead and hit the comedy. No, that's fine. Chuckle that's heads. fine. Uh, and as our listeners know, when we do the rundown of open mics, we often include Chuckleheads is a Sunday option. Uh -huh. They have a Sunday open mic every Sunday. I believe it's at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Sign up around 7. It's a little bit loose. It's a whiteboard. Come in, you sign up yourself. And the drive to Bisbee is how long? About an hour 45. Okay. Uh, and I must say, you, even though you and I have talked about it for years, Dave, neither you or I had ever attended That's right. uh, the Chuckleheads yeah. Club. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen some video. I think there's some da Doug Stanhope video. Uh, He's in that area. He lives right? in yeah. that area, uh -huh. and I and I, so I've seen the inside of the club yeah. uh, on video, and it's uh, a very nice uh, bar scene with a nice stage. Sound is good, uh, lighting is good. Uh, this particular Sunday, not that much of a local crowd. It was kind of threatening lightning and rain. Uh -huh. I will say, but loaded with a lot of our friends, Dave. Tucson right. Comics, uh, Roy Lee Reynolds Roy Lee. was there with uh, uh, Tony Brune. Is Tony Brune was think, there. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia, uh, what's her last name? Remington or something? Yeah. Is that, is that her name? What is it? I don't know. I didn't think I saw her. Uh -huh. Maybe uh, uh, Rory Montserrat was oh, Rory. there. Uh -huh. uh, several others, and forgive my memory, but uh, I had enough trouble remembering my five minutes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone make new friends. <laughs> 
Uh, but it was good, Mike. It was fun. They did have, Dave, and this is the question I want to ask you. I hope I'm not turning up the provocative dial too far here. Go for okay? it, man. But I saved this. I didn't want to telegraph this to you. Observation at Bisbee. Yeah. You've probably encountered this in open mic comedy that you've done uh, over the years. There is, you know, a certain looseness about open mic comedy. You'll get people that are doing it for the first time. You'll get people that are not necessarily comics, but want to say something on a mic that is open. Yes. And some open mics expand stand-up and go into poetry and, and yeah, spoken some, some word. Some encourage it, yeah, sure. And I would think Bisbee would be open to that. It uh, certainly didn't indicate it was close to mm -hmm. that. And... I don't want to say this in any disparaging way at all, Dave, just in an observation. I love way. this intro. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, you'll get the sharp homeless person oh, yeah. who is able to keep an appointment for an open mic comedy. Oh, oh, okay. So a gentleman uh, showed up. Uh, to my knowledge, Dave, uh, shoes are not required uh, to do stand-up okay. comedy. Mm -hmm. He had the look. Uh, jeans, when you talk about this look of ripped jeans... This was like from the Museum of Ripped Jeans. <laughs> uh, wearing some sort of... His jeans came it, by their holes honestly, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, his top was some sort of a rug, is really what I think I think I noticed there. Uh, Wait a he minute. Looked, Uncle yeah. Jack was down there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, was he good? Was he funny? But he wasn't funny, and he wasn't trying to be funny. He was just sharing his observations of the world. So, Dave, here it is. The introspective, controversial uh, gut punch. You and I both, comedians of a sort, love the art, dedicated to the art. So I ask you this honestly. Is stand-up comedy the gateway drug to homelessness, <laughs> or, my friend, is stand-up comedy the way to pull yourself out oh, of homelessness? okay. Okay? okay? Uh -huh. And maybe it's both? Yeah. But I asked you that question. I, 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 again, I am not being disparaging at all. He was funnier than... Than some people Maybe Roy Lee. Whoa! Hey! Hello! No, I love Roy Lee. Roy Lee was always hilarious. Uh, but I pick on him. Uh, well, you great know, serviceman, one of our thank yeah, you for yeah, your we, service. We, we thank him for his service, but everything else we, we take a dump on. And we got to uh, have Roy Lee in here as a guest. I Dave. love Roy Lee. Um, was this a rhetorical? All right, hey, my name is Charles Ludwig. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR. Keep listening. <laughs> no, I want to know what you think. I mean, I know that there, I know, I we know, we both know a number of comics who are, if not homeless, uh, homeless adjacent. Yes. And, uh, you, you know. You mean living in a refrigerator box outside yeah. of the parking lot <laughs> yeah. of the coffee club. Right, or in the car. Um, uh, but I would say, you know, uh, if you're homeless, you spend a lot of time by yourself. You spend a lot of time thinking. You spend a lot of time considering how the world works. You can certainly have some great insights. It's just... Uh, you know, if the alcohol hasn't uh, eaten up all the brain cells you need to uh, to put that out, but why not? You know, I'm thinking it's it's kind of clever, right? Because I think you know, as a homeless person, you probably are looking for places you can 
chill indoors. And, well, you know what? You and, and, and what about the uh, open mics to give the comics a free drink? Then yeah. it's a way to get yourself right, yeah. a shot of booze. Well, I, I, I think probably the overriding thing for homeless people doing comedy, uh, and I feel the same way, it's one place people will listen to what they have to say. Exactly. You know, that's right. uh, uh, people step touched, over Dave. them, but you know. I, I, I told you this was going to take us to a you know really to, a, to yeah. an introspective yeah. place. I'm getting the feels. I have often. <laughs> oh wait, that's Cuomo again. <laughs> I have often felt, Dave, that what attracts me to doing stand-up comedy is that it's a moment in time when everyone is listening to what I'm saying. A hundred percent with you, Phil. Anybody who's raised teenagers would like stand-up comedy for that reason. I, I've thought about that a lot, and I, sometimes I think like, well, why do I do it? I'm not going to make it. I'm not going. I'm not going to work hard enough to like perform around town. I wouldn't want to go on the road. But I think nobody ever listens to me. Well, you do. <laughs> I do. Other than you Phil, know, I usually listen to the podcast too. <laughs> nobody listens to me, and and I go, well, you know what? For ten minutes, they got to listen to me. And yeah. That's my. Well, it, it's a pleasure to listen to so, you. Oh. And your stand-up comedy is is, is excellent. Keep it coming. I think you will make it big, Dave. <laughs> you are a big, Dave. You are a tall man, Dave. You are a handsome man, Dave. You are... I'm getting flashbacks of therapy now. It's you like are good enough. <laughs> you are strong enough. I, I disagree on all points, but uh, let's move on here. I invoke, of course, former Senator Al Franken's right. uh, did a little character, uh, uh, Hardy? Uh, Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley. Yeah, Stuart Smalley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Franken's another one, and we can talk about him later, who got a little um, more grabby than people. Interesting. Like. I wonder what he'd have to say about Governor Cuomo. Um, he'll probably be on the, here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe on ITV. Did you want to? I know we're getting low. Uh, we're both going to be performing at the Tim. Do you want to hit on that? Let's hit on that, Dave. Uh, and uh, by all means, uh, Dave is available to be hit on at uh, Tim. Uh, I will be. You know, Frank. You know, I, I I'm looking forward to doing the show at Tim. I performed. Uh, this is the Tucson Improv Movement. Tucson Improv Movement. But I don't know, Phil, why I've been invited. <laughs> because the, uh, the other ones on the bill are Autumn or Beth. Yeah. Who hates me? <laughs> her, <laughs> might be strong. Her, her boyfriend. Who I'm more sure than agrees, most women. Who, oh, way more. Uh, her boyfriend, who I'm sure agrees with her, because you know. Happy spouse, happy I, I, I think we can't assume that everyone and, listening and, uh, knows and who Roxy, her boyfriend And Roxy, uh, not Roxy, but Rory, is their, is their very good friend. So this is like three-quarters of the bill. They don't like you, me. You're I don't know why. About I, I, Matt Seaman. Uh, Matt and, and Rory, yeah. And uh, I don't know why I'm there unless they plan to uh, dump a bucket of pig's blood on me. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'll be looking up during my set if you're there. So. Well, uh, you're, 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 you're uh, far too... Uh, too hard on yourself, Dave. Are you going to come Friday night? Uh, yeah, you'll see. Do my best to come. I, now I'm coming for sure. <laughs> I'm bringing the bucket the of blood, road. Dave. Uh, you're far too hard on yourself. You're beloved in this uh, well, community, okay. Dave. Well, thank you. You're, uh, you know, uh, desperately begging for that. Thank you. Bill. Community resource. Okay. Uh, that's, so that's this Thursday, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, before, and I have before the show, I will be performing at a dinner for my real estate team oh. one of the guys it's his 10th year at the company and they want me to give him a couple of a couple of zingers you know so very good is he still waiting for his first sale then <laughs> he's doing all right this guy good so and you'll be there the following and then the following week i've had the pleasure to have been invited and i'm not aware yet of who else is on the bill with me to be honest with you i think rich gary might be uh, I think he's uh, one of the organizers. Yeah, of yeah, the he's show. an organizer, but he's not going to so be maybe there he's this hosting. Friday. He's not hosting. Matt is. I see. I'm not uh, sure. Rory is. Yeah. I haven't seen a poster for it yet, mm -hmm. 
Uh, so uh, I'm on there. Boy, I hope I'm not the only one on there because I don't have 60 minutes. <laughs> I'd, have to go, I'd actually, actually have to go to my phone and play an well, old 60 minutes. We, we've done 60 minutes here, Phil, without Just even about. trying, with nothing written down. For, you know. so, uh, well, you're right about that. Uh, anyway, uh, Tim is uh, an improv. Yep. Uh, uh, I think uh, we might need to tap this again. To, yeah, this now now you you're me? back. What <laughs> Tim uh, primarily does uh, improv yes. comedy, yeah. but they have expanded into uh, stand-up. If I'm not mistaken, oh, they've expanded into real comedy. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. If I'm not mistaken, Dave, um, does Mo Urban teach stand-up classes there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know I she does teach, so. but I don't. I don't know where. And I think that might be where, but uh, we'll find out for sure because we, we should plug. There's where. also Unscrewed Theater is another improv yeah. place in town. Yeah. I think it's a Tim, yes. uh, and I don't know that Unscrewed does stand up like Tim is uh, uh, trying to do now. I, isn't that funny? Because I was telling you about that uh, club in the Chicago area, the Comedy Shrine, uh, that remodeled and built two separate main rooms. Right. One for stand-up and one for improv, oh, okay. and they're filling them both and doing them simultaneously. Wow, wow, so, uh -huh, yeah. quite a uh, quite a place, quite a shrine. Yeah, quite a shrine. So, Dave, looking forward to the show at the Tim. I am too. Uh, I, with great great uh, suspense. And it's a great, <laughs> uh, fine lineup. I, I, but you know, I think they like you. There are good uh, crowds there because it's a lot of people who take improv classes or, you know, are interested in improv, so they're ready to laugh. They're, they're coming to laugh, so I hope. That would yeah. be good. Uh, it would be good if they laughed. Friday yeah. night, a great time for you. I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing you in the show, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all kinds of things going on. we got just a few minutes left. Why don't we run down the open mic uh, week, Dave? Uh, you're tuned to... Can Is I mention one? Do we Go have ahead. a couple of minutes? We do. do we? Okay. I want to mention something, because I discussed this with you. Five minutes? Yeah. I don't think how long. I got the book by David Steinberg. Oh, wow. And you know, I was very excited about this book. And yeah. David Steinberg, if you don't know, David Steinberg, uh, you and I were, have been fans since he broke onto the scene. Canadian guy, yeah. uh, very literate, very bright, very different for the time, very funny. And he has had a tremendous career. Accomplished director uh, as well. Stand-up, then a director, is on Curb. I don't know if it's directing Curb or appearing on Curb. Both. I mean, he has done everything and knows everybody. And very, very funny guy. And I was so looking forward to this book that I didn't read it until I got on the plane. I wanted it to be my traveling book. Mm -hmm. i very disappointed. Wow. Because and how so? Because it is not what you would expect from him. It is so much gushing over everybody that he knew. And it's great that he knew these people, huh. but there's very little insight. Mm. There's an awful lot of... To say he was a comedic genius is an understatement. To say she was the queen of comedy is an understatement. Oh, so, you know, just everybody's brilliant, everybody's wonderful. It's, it's, like, it's like I said you know, before, it's like sitting at the Friars Club with somebody saying, let me tell you about Georgie Jessel and going on wow, wow, wow. with stories. I mean, I mean the, there's, good, there's good stuff in it, uh -huh. but not, you know, you know, he's friends with Pryor and, and there's some good stuff in there. But so a lot of stuff is very uh, superficial. And one last thing I'll say is that he had a long time, he had a, a TV show where he interviewed comics. Uh, because it was a syndicated show. On HBO show. or yeah, something. Yeah. And a lot of the book is quotes lifted from the interviews, mm. and often they don't edit them. So if somebody stammers or 
hey, bring me a bottle of water. You don't know what's going on. It's not a good way to read these wow. things, you know. Wow. So I was really disappointed. I, I guess yeah. I'm going to try to finish it, but it's just mm -hmm. not really. Uh, mm -hmm. There've been a few nuggets in there, though. One thing he comes back to many times, which I was really kind of thinking a lot about, is he says the more personal you are performing, uh, the more you'll connect, and you will extend your your uh, your uh, scope. And, and, Excellent. Uh, and that's that was a good point. He had a few good points like that. And yeah. he had that very, very likable on stage persona. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it was very likable. It was, you know, it was kind of exotic that he was Canadian, right, at the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nobody and he was a huge, uh, you know, improv was uh, the major part of his uh, origins. And what he used to do, because he had been a rabbinical student, uh, would go on stage and say, throw me out of... Bible reference, and then he would be able to elucidate for 10 minutes on whatever yeah. it was. Tremendous uh, work also did with the Smothers Brothers. Yes, yeah. Uh, he yeah. was a regular, perfect I think, fit on, on that oh, show. Perfect fit yeah, on that show. and a writer yeah. up on yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Phil, go ahead and no, wrap us up here. And no, that, you know, uh, he's a good one, and sometimes, Dave, uh, you know, we try to bring what's happening out in the comedy world to people. It doesn't mean it's always great. So. I think we try to be honest. If we take a look at a book like you just did with Steinberg's and say it's not that great, yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't read it yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's not opinion, worth reading. You know? I just was disappointed that it wasn't. Uh, I was thinking when you were saying that how much uh, very similar uh, demographic the the great Martin Short, also from Canada. Yeah. Uh, I just listened to his book on one of these rides, and it's absolutely marvelous oh, yeah. in, in the exact opposite way. Yeah. It's very very personal. Yeah. And. Uh, Quite interesting and uh, one I recommend uh, as well. I, I only heard it in the audio form, but I, I'm sure it'd be a good read. Too. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge fan, Martin Short. I've never yeah. seen, I've never seen him be anything but great. No. Like Steve Martin, just always great. Well, Dave, it's about time to wrap it up here on Is This On? The clock production on the wall. Yep. of the Tucson Comedy Alliance. Uh, we bring you a lot of variety. First week of every month, Kurt and Jen. Make a podcast, mm -hmm. do the musical comedy side of yeah. uh, comedy. Mm -hmm. And we come on for the second week. Roxy Murray, Dave, everybody's favorite comic in town, uh, handles week three, and she does such great interviews. Roxy, really, I, I always look forward. Because she actually has people come in and interviews them rather or than, she goes rather than pretending that yeah. they are here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, that that can happen. Well, we don't want Governor Cuomo anywhere near Roxy Murray. That's a good Dave. point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or you know, for that rather, let's ban all the Cuomos. I think. <laughs> At this point, uh, and Dave, uh, we 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 try to be honest in our reviews and lead people to things. The what we're watching currently is not always an endorsement. I think sometimes yeah. we've we've had clunkers. Because it's on like there. when we you go out and you go to see a comedy show. It's not That's always right. good. It's not always bad. It's a mix. That's and, right. You know, you just so real fun. quickly, Dave, yes. let's do a lightning round. Open mics in Tucson. Open mics Monday, in Tucson. Monday, Surly Wench. Monday's a Surly Wench with Roxy. Uh, Tuesday. House of, House of Bards, and I think the music box is still going. Oh, great to hear! Despite uh, uh, claims that it was uh, it was uh, going away. Wednesdays, you got your choice of screening room, and uh, downtown here uh, uh, with the railroad going by. Uh, Outdoors. Uh, brewery. Uh, brewery. The brewery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix that up. <laughs> Thursdays, by the way, Dave is a new open mic at Tim. Oh, really? Weekly. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Another thing I want to mention is that screening room, uh, pretty soon it's going to start up. It's going to be an all-woman open mic. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Just women doing comedy, so the neighbors won't be complaining about any noise. Which night, Dave? Uh, sorry. Uh, I think it's going to be Wednesdays. I oh. think maybe it will well, switch off. Well, let's try to get somebody that's organizing that and have them in as a guest. Uh, yeah. 
absolutely. And Friday's Dave Kava Bar. Kava Bar. Uh, right up on Speedway, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit on the earlier side, right? They get yeah. started, I think it's yeah. 7. And just a note to the wise, uh, it's not really a bar, so, you know. Yeah, bring, Kava. Bring, bring a flask. Yeah. Uh, we should have a prize, Dave, if someone can tell us what Kava is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about it. The clock on the wall, Dave. Is oh, up. the clock on the wall. For Dave Margolis, this is Phil Gordon. Yeah. You're listening to Is This On? KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good time, Dave. That flew by, and I'll tell you something. I have this uh, tooth that needs to be replaced oh. that I cannot keep from running my tongue along it no matter what I try to do. I see. And for the last hour, we've been going at it so much, I've stopped doing it. And I